Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. As you can see by the title, we're going to talk about the pain that uh, we can all experience through having axial spondyloarthritis. But before that, I wanted to report that we did lose another member of the AS community recently. Her name was Hetty. She was number eight on the faces of ankylosing spondylitis. So I'm going to have a link to her profile. Uh, she passed away a couple weeks ago, and so it was sad to see that notice. She was one of the first people to put her profile up there, which took a lot of courage when Cookie started that, when nobody knew what exactly this was going to be doing. And some people and many people felt vulnerable to sharing what they were going through. But that was really a, an impetus for everybody starting to really share their stories. And so it was sad to see that she had passed. And so, you know, again, go out. I encourage you to read her profile, read everybody's profile, and, and submit yours if you haven't done so yet. So with that, let's move on to today's episode, which is talking about the pain that we all can encounter through axial spondyloarthritis. So, and it's really, you'll see the article. There's a link to it in the show notes below. I thought about this for a little while before I actually hit record. And it's, the article title is called Explaining the Invisible Pain of Spondylitis. And so it's really difficult with axial spondyloarthritis because while there's some basics that we all experience, everybody's level of pain, level of disability, level of discomfort is different. We all have the same condition and it's slowly pushing towards the same outcome but we're all going at different paces and that can make it very challenging because one person can be very, very just riddled with pain while the other person makes a few dietary changes and they seem to be, for the most part, fine. And that can really be frustrating, depressing, you name it. You're going to go through the range of emotions as you deal with this. So let's talk about understanding spondylitis pain. Let's look at breaking it down and then how do we get support? So as the article goes on, life with spondylitis, which is an inflammatory disease, can mean living your days in constant lower back pain as your immune system attacks your joints and spine. It's not just lower back pain either. It can be knees, it can be feet, it can be elbows, it can be shoulders, it can be back, upper and lower, your neck, your rib cage, pretty much everywhere. But you're not necessarily going to have pain everywhere. It tends to focus in one particular area, maybe two, and then it can spread from there. So it's not just the lower back and the hips. Those are usually the first areas they try to look, but it can be other places. So they go on to say, unfortunately, because your outward appearance may not reflect the physical pain happening in your body, your friends, family, coworkers, and any other observers might think you're perfectly fine. But we all know that's not the truth. You get those looks when you might have a cane or you're using a walker or you pull into a disabled spot and you don't fit the quote unquote disabled look. So, you know, that takes just a lot of mental challenge as you deal with this on a day-by-day -day basis. So understanding spondylitis pain. Well, as we know, spondylitis, it's a type of arthritis and autoimmune disease or autoinflammatory disease, which means that the immune system mistakenly attacks its own tissues and causes inflammation. Spondylitis inflammation primarily affects certain parts of the spine and sacroiliac joints. Over time, chronic inflammation in the spinal joints and tissues causes stiffness and pain. So they go on to talk about, you know, in severe cases, the bones confused together, which is the 
ankylosing spondylitis part of axial spondylarthritis, where if you're just having the pain, but not necessarily the fusing or the visible damage, it could be non-radiographic axial spondylarthritis. But again, it, it's looking more and more like this is a, a plane where you can move from the non-radiographic over to the AS portion of it. And again, that's why you want to use the term with your doctors, axial spondylarthritis, so that you cast the widest net when you're trying to get a, a diagnosis. They go on to talk about spondylitis affecting primarily younger people, that it may develop in people of any age, though. Um, They talk about approximately 80% of people with AS experience their first symptoms before age 30. I did. I started mine around 10, but I know many people have started before and many people much, much later. So that's why I say it's, well, we're all kind of going in the same journey. We're all doing it at different rates, levels speed, however you want to term it. Primary symptoms of spondylitis is often joint pain, especially inflammation, back pain, and severe pain in the hips, neck, and spine. One person wrote, I can barely walk sometimes. It hurts to just sit up or lay down. We've all been there. We've all experienced that. And we all know that getting through it on a daily basis, on top of the pain, can be emotionally and mentally draining. And that sometimes is just as bad as the actual pain that you're dealing with. So how do you break it down for others? How do you explain what you're dealing with? Well, the the National Pain Foundation has conducted focus groups showing that lack of validation, which is defined as a lack of belief what the patient said they were suffering, was the most significant challenge faced by people in pain. The lack of understanding oftentimes contributes to feelings of isolation and hopelessness for people living with an invisible illness and suffering from chronic pain. We all know that now as you try to control that pain, certain types of medications, you're looked at as maybe you're a junkie trying to get a fix, when in reality, all you're trying to do is help to mitigate some of that pain you're living with on a daily basis. Explaining it to other people can really be a challenge. For some, it's simple as explaining the causes and symptoms, but defining the pain can be the really hard part because they'll try to validate it in their mind with something like, oh, my grandmother has arthritis and she deals with this, or oh, my dad, or oh, I have a toe that hurts. And it's not the same. The grinding of the crunching of the bone, which might be a little bit of a strong term, but I think you'll understand what I mean, that that just unending pain that you can't get away from at times is, I think, impossible to explain for others and impossible really for others to understand. So how do you uh, quantify your pain? Well, there is a pain scale in numerical from 0 to 10 that you can use, but that really, again, doesn't explain to others what you're dealing with. You know, 0 means you're experiencing no pain, and, you know, 10 means you're the most. And, and many times I think we often will say we're at a level of 10 when you're really not. You, that level would be excruciating and maybe hospital-bound. So even with those of us with the condition, it's hard to express what, a pain scale means. As you move along to qualify your pain, they talk about although a number scale can be generally helpful, it may also help to describe your pain in more detail to help people get a better understanding of your experience. For example, try to describe your pain relative to the worst pain you've ever experienced to add some perspective. Others may find it helpful if you contextualize your pain. Is the pain constant? When is the pain worse versus better? How does your pain respond when you move around? Does your pain affect your ability to function? And does your pain prevent you from doing activities you used to do? And that can be very difficult for others to understand. Because AS doesn't have that well-known of a name, or it can be very challenging when your spouse, your partner, your family hears and knows only you with this condition and you continuously talk about your pain. That's one of the reasons I started this show 
is because I wanted you to be able to play this episode or any of the other episodes for your partners, your family, your loved ones. Let them hear someone else talk about the pain. Let them realize that, oh my gosh, this isn't just this person. There's another one that's talking about it. And there must be many others if there's a show on it. And this can sometimes help them to put into perspective to say, you know, it's not just so-and-so talking about it because hearing it over and over and over from one person tends to I think mute the response they don't listen anymore your your partners or they do but they kind of blow it off because they just they don't have any way to contextualize what you're dealing with and sometimes they think it might be not really as bad as you're saying so that's really why it's important for you to play this show or others in my series for them so that they get a better understanding of saying, oh my gosh, listen to this person. Listen to the interviews he does with others. This is more than just my spouse, my partner, my child, whoever saying this. There's really something to it. So I think that can help to, you know, qualify the pain that you're dealing with and get, you know, some of your family to better understand maybe what you're dealing with. You know, there can be from burning and stubbing as you deal with your pain to aching. And there just isn't one pain associated with this. So they talked with some of the people from the My Spondylitis team. And one person wrote, I suffer from agonizing popping and pain in my neck. I often end up in tears. My back pain leaves me in absolute agony and feeling many years older than I am. Another wrote, sometimes I'm barely able to move and get about. The pain gets so bad it makes me throw up. Another said, I have very few discs left and spurs in my spine. My hands have hard knots in them and they hurt all the time. I feel like I'm going to explode most of the time. And finally, a fourth one said, my arms feel like they have been asleep and that tingling runs down them. So neuropathy, constant aching and throbbing, all of that are symptoms that we can deal with in various forms. And so getting your family, your spouses, your partners to better understand that can take a number of different ways to explain it and have them come to a maybe hopefully an understanding of area of compassion for you. So also with your family, your partners, whoever, state your needs clearly. I do see a lot of people come on the forum and they'll say, my spouse has it. What's the best thing that I can do to, you know, take care of my spouse? And I always give them the same reason. Or the, and I always give them the same response. The response is, give them space. Don't hover over them. Don't try to do everything for them. You know, let them deal with what they want to do. Let them deal with what they need to do and let them take care of everything that they need to do at any given time. That way, they don't feel like they're being reduced as a partner, reduced as a, a child, reduced as a anything. They're actually able to continue to do their life. They're able to continue to do their life. They can contribute what they can do. But understand, if they tell you, I need to sit down for a minute or I need to take a break, don't berate them. Let them do it. Let them sit down for a few minutes. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. Let them catch their breath, focus, whatever it is that they need to do to then get back up and get to participating in whatever it was that was going on. And then finally, talk with others who understand. Get involved in some of the forums on Facebook. Get involved in some of the different groups that are available for you, whether it's Spondylitis Association or wherever you're located at, and use that time to connect with others that are dealing with the same thing. That way you can get some validation for what you're dealing with and, and be able to get some people that can empathize and understand where you've been, where you're going, and what you're dealing with. So I hope you take some time, share this with family, share this with friends, 
share this with your partners and let them better come to understand what you're dealing with at any given time so that you can be the best for them and they can be the best for you and everybody can have a better grip and a better understanding of this. So with that, I thank you for your time. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I will tell you that last week's episode with exercising and getting all of the items that Alex talked about was really popular. So keep an eye out. We're going to have something special coming up uh, probably this week, maybe early next week from Alex. Uh, it, It was just really well received. I've got a lot of positive comments on it. So take care and have a wonderful week.